welcome to the Own Your Epic podcast. My name is Jay Dostal, author of the book Own Your Epic, Leadership Lessons in Owning Your Voice and Your Story. In this podcast, I highlight the stories and voices of educators across the country who are making a difference in schools and uncover what makes them exceptional leaders in their field. By sharing the voices and stories of others, we can all learn to appreciate that each of us is the author of our own epic and our experiences are relatable to others, if we are willing to share them. Let's get started on the Own Your Epic process. Welcome to the Own Your Epic podcast. I am so excited to have our guest on the show today. It's been a long time coming. I can't believe that we have waited till season two of this to come on, but uh, he's a busy guy. Uh, we've stayed in contact, but I'm just glad I actually get to sit down with him this first time and get, get to see him in about two months. So, uh, But I'm not going to introduce him. He's going to introduce himself. So why don't you tell us who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. So hi, I'm Dr. Darren Peppard. Um, man, what I do, I'm a recovering high school principal. That, that's that's what I do. Um, yeah, um, right now, Jay, as you know, um, obviously with, with Road to Awesome, the work that I'm doing now is is just all about inspiring and growing leaders, um, whether that's in you know a speaker space, whether that's in a leadership coaching and consulting space, or obviously in the publishing space. It's it's just about lifting people up and helping people be the best version of themselves and after 26 years in public education, now I get to do this. And like you were saying just before we hit the record button, man, I've been all over the place um, over the last couple months. And honestly, that's just kind of the warm up. It's just going to get crazier and crazier from here. But uh, yeah, what I do is I just help leaders like find clarity. I help leaders walk in their purpose and find some joy in the job that they do. And everybody needs that right now. Absolutely. And so. I didn't even send you a list of questions that I ask, which I, I normally have a script because I would have ignored I, them. You would have ignored it, and we would have gotten so far off base, which we're going to go on this next question. But let's 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 talk about the beginning because I think that uh, you know, as I talk about in in my book uh, about the intersections of our life and uh, the different connections that we've made, and I know you just came back from Justin's Renaissance and that sort of thing. But can you talk a little bit about you know, just your journey and the the intersections of your career and the people that you've met and how that has impacted you overall and how it got you to this point. I mean, you and I met at uh, Principal of the Year Conference and just happened to be the same weekend Nebraska was playing Wyoming and you yeah. were in Wyoming and we just hit it off. And I think everybody got annoyed with us because we yeah. were, that's all we were talking about. Yeah. Well, we had a great time. Our intersections crossed and we've been friends ever since. But yeah. how... I mean, you, you just have a mind for that, and I just I listen to your podcast and all that, but talk a little bit about what that has meant to you over the course of your career. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, and you're not quite doing it justice, the story of when we met, <laughs> so I, I, your, your listening audience has to know this part. So Wyoming and Nebraska don't play very often in football, obviously, Nebraska's in the Big 12, Wyoming in, uh, in the Mountain West, and that particular season, um, I think it was very, very early in you know the current era of Wyoming football they weren't very good and kind of in the tail end of when Nebraska was really strong I'm sure you're hopeful with with a new coach hire this year but let's just say folks Wyoming got taken to the woodshed and I walked in wearing my Wyoming polo you in your Nebraska gear and I don't get a you know hey how you doing a, a shake my hand it's 
wow, what a game, huh? Or something like that, you know? And uh, like, yeah, sure, I'm going to like this guy. Of course, and, and your wife is yeah. with you and my wife is yeah. with me. <laughs> That's probably what kept it tame, but... Uh, but no, um, yeah, no, I, I think that's a great question. And I think, you know, when we, when we talk about like the, those intersections, as, as you put it, um, man, there's so many different like interactions and moments as you go through the course of your career, the course of your life that, you know, you, you have those, those individuals that, that cross your path or that, you know, tap you on the shoulder that, you know, help shape you into the person that you are. Um, you know, I, I heard it this this last weekend. Um, uh, a good a good friend and and fellow Road to Awesome author, uh, Dr. Farah Ortega Choate, was inducted into the Renaissance Hall of Fame, and she said um, in in a speech that she gave this past weekend, she said, "Surround yourself with people who want for you, not people who want from you," and. You know, I think I've worked really hard in the course of my life to be somebody who wants for others and not from others. I'm sure I've had my moments. You know, I'm not perfect or anything like that. But um, when she said that, it took me back to like the very beginning of my education journey. You know, and um, I was hired in Kingman, Arizona at Kingman Junior High School uh, as a middle school science teacher, football coach, basketball coach. and. Um, my first principal, Betsy Parker, um, I've, gosh, I've talked about her on my show probably seven or eight different times, one of the best mentors I've ever had in my life. But in my second year, there was a conversation in the summer where it was kind of that tap on the shoulder. And, you know, you really ought to think about going into leadership. And so when you talk about those intersection moments, that's, that's one that really stands out. Um, meeting, uh, meeting my leadership coach, you know, that was a huge, huge moment, the, the intersection of our lives right there. I mean, it took me from a guy who was really a struggling, struggling first year principal to a guy who somehow, you know, lands, you know, in the in the room with with all the other amazing 2016 principals of the year, yourself yeah. included. And I mean, man, you go back and look at the roster of principals who were there that year. Oh, I mean, it's oh. up on the wall. Yeah, right I can now. see the picture from here. It, and... I mean, it's crazy because wow. uh, Bill Ziegler, yeah, who uh, was at the same conference. Yeah, um, he's uh, working for Pennsylvania. A- yeah, working out of uh, out of Apple now. He was he came by. We were doing Apple Distinguished Schools. Westside hadn't been on uh, been on for a while, and he pulled in. I'm like, Bill. He's like, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's crazy how those connections yeah. work, and yeah. I mean, I even uh, even through you and your social media platform, I've connect people I've never met personally, yeah. but I've connected with. You know, I think of Bradley Skinner, yeah, and I think of Kip Schubert, and you know, just these people that I've engaged in professionally through you, and I think that's a valid point to say wanting for somebody else rather than wanting from because at the end of the day it's not about you it's about how you surround it and how they build you up to make you better people and so Mm -hmm. i I consider you one of those people for me and i I think that's just so fascinating that's why uh when i watch you and you go out in your speaking engagements i can see that coming back because it's i mean even when i came back to nebraska one of my colleagues from before you're working with now and jason ryan and it's just like oh my gosh everything just kind of comes together on that it's, yeah. do you ever do you ever catch yourself like amazed and just like awestruck at yeah. 
how much you've been able to connect with people? Yeah, you know, it's it's amazing to me. Um, I was, so again, you mentioned I was at Jocelyn's Renaissance and, you know, we're getting ready the middle part of the day, uh, the second day they do, you know, basically a giant academic pep rally. It's, I mean, 1,700 people just, you know, absolutely going nuts. And our closing keynote speaker is Dr. Joe Sanfilippo. And he was already there and he's just standing outside of there. Joe and I've never met in person. We've been connected for a long time. And I was having a conversation with someone else and I looked over and he looked and he just like walked out of his conversation to come over and shake my hand. And, and it was great to, to meet him in person. And yeah, that's one of those moments where I'm like, you know, wow, I've, I've been watching Joe walk to work for, I don't know how long yeah. now with his, you know, one minute walks to work. And, um, but he initiated that conversation coming to coming over to me, and yeah, that was one of those moments where I was like, "Wow, that's you know." And that's see, pretty you know what's cool. crazy about you him know? is he actually came and spoke at a, the Nebraska Council of School Administrators years and years ago. And I, you know, I was I was a fanboy. I remember reading him stuff and reading his stuff, seeing his one yeah. minute walks to school. And I came up, I actually caught him on his way out of the bathroom. I was walking, and I was like, "Hey, how's it going?" We struck up a conversation, but then. Uh, yeah, it wasn't until uh, I got published through you, and you know I'm I'm working on praise pieces that I reach uh, reach out to, him and he remembers me, and the same yeah. with Jimmy Casas, and I'm like, yep. how did I get in this realm where these people who I view as like leadership rock stars actually know who I am because I don't feel like I'm in that same yeah. category, and with you and your travels around the country, I mean, do you, it, it just if, if I was walking a mile in your shoes, I'd be like, how did I get to this point? It's yeah. just... Well, I think a part of it is I, I don't really feel like at any moment in time, you know, whether it's standing on a big stage at a conference working with a leader one-on-one, -on -one, it's not like, oh, look at me, I've arrived. I mean, there's none of that. I think it's... Um, it's about the journey and just enjoying moments on the journey. Now, yes, you are correct. There are definitely times where you just, you know, you got to kind of step up on the balcony and just kind of look around and maybe maybe look back. You know, you don't spend forever in the rearview mirror, but you do occasionally. It's worthwhile to look in the rearview mirror yeah. and think, man, you know, look at look at how far I've come from this rookie teacher in Arizona you know, in 1995 to, to now, you know, doing what I, what I'm blessed to get to do. Um, does that imposter syndrome ever oh, sneak into you? Oh, good God. Yes, it does. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're, you, you mentioned two, two of the greats, you know, both Joe and Jimmy are, yeah, they're kind of on that Mount Rushmore, you know, up there with maybe like a, a Todd Whitaker or, um, like a Reeves, uh, yeah, Douglas Reeves, Reeves and, uh, yeah. Uh, Tom Murray. I mean, you know, those, those, those folks. So, um, you know, to, to think, you know, that I'm, you know, running in a space with those guys is a little bit odd. Um, but I also remind myself all the time and, you know, there are others, you mentioned Kip Schubert, you know, Kip is somebody who's wanting to find his way into this speaking mm -hmm. space and, and he's, you know, he's doing some good work there. Um, but I remind him and I remind myself all the time, uh, to never compare someone's beginning or someone's middle to your beginning. Um, you know, I, I'm not trying to be Joe. I'm not trying to be Jimmy. I'm not trying to be, you know, Tom Murray, any of those guys. I'm just trying to be the best version of myself every day. And, you know, you've alluded to it, but I want, I want to come back to it. One of the most important things, I think, for me to be the best person that I can be is to be that connector. And the more people that I can connect, um, you know, yeah, the work that I do, 
I love to go in and work in schools and work with leadership teams and coach leaders and, and full teams and you know obviously do the publishing work but I can't solve everybody's problems but because of the relationships that I continue to build I know who can you know if I had a conversation with somebody here really recently and we were talking about you know their biggest challenge something I ask people all the time you know tell me what the, what's the biggest challenge you're dealing with right now in their case really big transition in their demographics and so now that need for more support with English language learners Jay that's not my wheelhouse <laughs> you know I mean they could have also said you know we need somebody to really help us understand our data still not my wheelhouse <laughs> right but but in this particular case they're like hey you know this is what we're looking for I would tell you the best person in the country lady named Andrea Bittner in, in Pennsylvania because Andrea and I are connected I can make that that connection you know I mean that's it's not work for me it's just hey you you need something I know the right person let me let me point you in the right direction and I think the more that we do that with each other the more we support each other again that's wanting for someone that's not wanting from someone you yeah. know Andrea would never ask me you know hey on purpose you know hey make sure you're t talking to people about me no, I'm not, you know, she would never ask that of me, but I'll tell you what, I talk about her or, hey, maybe you need, you know, you need somebody in the mental health space. I'm going to tell you, go right to Charlie Peck. That's the person you need to go to. Charlie and I built a relationship. She's a rock star. That's who you should go to. Charlie would never ask that of me, but I do it. But I know they're also doing it for me, even though I don't ask for it. Right. And so, I mean, that, that's kind of another, so we had our first inter intersection and, um, you know, we maintain that friendship and that mm -hmm. uh, that relationship over time. But then, you know, our paths crossed again when you know I wrote on your epic and I was mm -hmm. uh, you know I was seeking out uh, somebody to do uh, publishing and we talked a little bit about that that process and you know I think one of the things you know what 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 you're saying is I mean for for the listeners out there it's totally true because when I'm trying to put this manuscript together you're telling me you need to go to x y and z and look at their work and see what they yeah. did because there's there's some cross-referencing on there so I, w I wanted to kind of take that back then to one of the questions that i, I talked to a lot of people about is um, about the notion of teachers leaving the profession educators mm -hmm. leaving the profession versus um, not having the pipeline of people coming back in yeah. and as someone who I, I, I don't even say that you left the profession because you're just doing it in a different right. fashion yeah as you have been going around the country and talking to leaders with teachers what what advice are you giving them about those that are maybe thinking about leaving and mm -hmm. what, what's that advice that you give people who maybe are struggling in a different pathway but maybe considering education, like why would it be a right. good thing to come into? Yeah, no, those are great questions. And, you know, right now, yeah, we're, we're struggling with being able to hire and retain quality teachers, but it isn't just that. We're, we're struggling to, to hire and retain quality leaders. You know, and you talk about the pipeline, I mean, the leadership pipeline, it isn't empty, but people are moving through it faster than they ever have. Yeah. You know, I mean, so many of the, the leaders that I work with now, you know, they didn't have seven, eight, nine years of assistant principal or department head or any of those kinds of things. It was, I was in the classroom three years and now these opportunities are there and I'm leaping on them, which, you know, good for them, but you, you and I both know there's a lot of learning 
that that is well ideal not necessary but ideal before you jump into that principal spot and um, but anyway uh, you know good question as far as you know what am what am I talking to people about and and I would say this um, I hear frequently from people that they just feel like they're just burned out and you know what what I tell people all the time about burnout is you can't be burned out if you weren't ever on fire and and the key is going back and figuring out or remembering what it was that set you on fire in the first place you know um, and maybe a little bit of a, a tangent on there but I look back to when when I went to college I majored in physical therapy I wanted to be a high school athletic trainer that didn't work out um, I didn't go to class I got really good at playing pool though I mean I was like eight and nine ball champion galore but um, but I learned some things along the way and you know change major a couple of times just couldn't you know couldn't find that thing and um, somebody asked me to help him coach a fifth grade girls basketball team and I was hooked it was like this was my spark that's what started my fire and you know for me that that tail end of my time as a superintendent I was probably burned out too you know you can only shield your your people so long you can only defend them so long you can only you know continue to do the work in such a challenging time for so long before you do start to feel a little bit a little bit burned out so I had to get reconnected with what what is the thing that really stokes my fire and man when my last few years you'll get this really well because you're one of the very best at this as a high school principal being able to grow your leaders around you your APs your your ADs your lead teachers your department heads man that is just what fans my flame and so you know when when I made my transition it wasn't I'm done with education it was I can do a lot more to support education across the board across the entire country if I get out and help those young leaders, those ones who are flying through that, yeah. that leadership pipeline, the more I can do to help them, you know, learn from the mistakes I made or, or even, you know, some of the things that I did right, um, that really stoked my fire. So, so what I tell people is, you know, you've got to get reconnected with whatever it is that, you know, that, that fans that flame for you, yeah. you know. And so. it looks it looks different because I know you and I have had this conversation. So when we met in 2016, I was in my sixth year as a principal. And here I am in 2023, and I'm still a principal, yeah. albeit in a different school, different setting and that sort of thing. And so, because uh, I remember when you were leaving for the leaving the principalship to go to a superintendent yeah. we had this conversation yeah and every time we have these conversations I'm like well man maybe I should be doing that and you're you know you get into that whole thing of you're comparing yourself to others and then yeah. I expressed to you that you know what I like the challenge of the high school principalship and I'm fairly young as a high school principal and so that challenge is right there in front of me. And so yeah. that's what keeps on fanning my flame. And then I look at you and I see you traveling all over the place getting, I'm like, oh, gosh, that looks pretty good too. But and I know you put yeah. a lot of hard work and yeah. effort into that. So anybody who's out there who is thinking that that's just a cake uh, cakewalk, oh, uh, you got yeah. another thing coming. I've yeah. seen how fried Darren has gotten. I probably, I probably worked harder <laughs> now than I did as I mean, super yeah, but, it, but, yeah. It, but it's crazy how just those that reflection, that ongoing mm -hmm. reflection of what is you, what what your passion is, and how do you create that? Again, tying it back to this podcast, how do you create 
that story that is written by you mm-hmm. and that you're telling. And I think every time you get up on stage, every time you do a podcast, you're telling your story and it's just amplifying your voice and it's yeah. gathering more people. And uh, I think there was a, a portion in the book where you're talking about uh, be a fisher of men and how many people are you gonna go out and catch and get yeah. into your into your net because that's, that's the impact of your story. And so what, you know, there's that, there's that in the Garth Brooks song says, uh, the th- most important thing is the dash in between the two years on your gravestone. Yeah. What do you want your dash to say about you? Ooh, man, that's a phenomenal question. I love that. Um, and, and by the way, great job setting up that question. I mean, that was, there's, there's a reason. I've gotten, I've gotten better at this Yeah, there's a time. reason that you waited until the middle of season two before you had me on, right? Um, yeah, you set that one up well. You know, I think, I think you know, if, if it comes down to it, you know, what, what the dash is, um, uh, would be, you know, that I made an impact on others, allowing them to make an impact on others. You know, I mean, I, I'm not necessarily worried about, you know, that direct, me being the direct impact on, you know, on kids, on teachers, on, you know, on leaders. But if I can help the person I'm working with make that impact, you know, it's, it's almost kind of like, you know, like paying it forward. Um, I know that during the course of my you know, direct 26 years in public education that I made some direct impact. And I know that I, I continue to do that now, but I think it's more about leaving a legacy in others. You know, I, I think about, you know, back to, to what you opened with, with those intersections. And I think about, you know, I mentioned Betsy, but there's three or four others. I mentioned Tom, um, that coming to an intersection with them and meeting them left such an impact on me and I know that that impact got paid forward directly because I had that intersection with them and so if at some point down the road there are others who are impacted because of the impact I made on someone else that's what it's really all about right you know it's it's almost like um, you know in athletics all the time they, they talk about the coaching tree you know that you know you know, all these different coaches that are, you know, from the Bill Walsh coaching tree or Nick Saban coaching coaching tree or, or what, you know, what have you, I mean, on and on and on. And, you know, they aren't directly there, but boy, they're, they're not far away from that. And, and the, the core of who they were, the values that they, they lived with, um, lived on in those other people. And I think, um, man, if that's, if that's what the dash is, that's, that's a pretty great impact. Who are your biggest influences? Oh, my wife, first and foremost. Um, she keeps me grounded. She keeps me, you know, sane. Um, but I'll tell you what, you know, a couple of years ago, we made this decision to just jump full time into what we do. You know, she, for those who don't know, uh, my wife, Jess, runs the publishing side of the business. It's it's all her. So we've both, Great editor, by the way. You know, she's Great fantastic. editor. fantastic. She really is. Um, there's a reason it's her and not me. Um, <laughs> when we made this decision to leap from both of our full-time jobs this wasn't one this was both um man there was some trepidation on my part you know but she has never wavered never never once had any question that what we were doing was the right work and that um this was not only going to work out but be 
something that's impactful and, and is more than just a, hey, we're self-employed, but that, you know, we can truly make this big impact. Um, so without question, you know, she is probably uh, the biggest influence on me. Um, you know, I have some I have some pretty good friends that that I lean into pretty heavy, um, not just in in this space, but just in in life uh, that that make a big difference. Um, I probably won't list all of them because otherwise I'll forget some of, of them. Of course, but yeah. uh, you know, interestingly, I'll, I'll I'll talk a little bit about Eric Lillis, and I know you've connected a little bit with mm-hmm. Eric. Um, Eric and I have a similar how we met story to you and I. Okay. Um, Eric is an Iowa guy. Of course, Jay and I are sitting here in Omaha, um, directly across the river from Iowa, which, by the way, I root for the Hawkeyes. I don't root for the Cornhuskers. Sorry, Jay. Um, I'm a Loper fan, man. Yeah. You oh, there you go. Yeah. I'm a Loper there fan. Go. There you go. It's all good. Um, but uh, um, I was going somewhere with this. Oh, so uh, Eric and I actually met on New Teacher Day in 1995. We're both brand new teachers in Kingman, Arizona. Um, where he's he is now the the executive director of Kingman Academy Charter School. Oh wow! Okay. But, but we were both brand new teachers in Kingman, Arizona. He was an elementary PE teacher. I was a middle school science teacher. Um, same deal, Jay. I walk in wearing a Wyoming polo. He's wearing an Iowa polo. A handful of years prior, Iowa had beaten Wyoming on a last second field goal. By the way, in the Holiday Bowl, one of the best <laughs> one of the best bowl games that you probably could have seen at the time. And same thing. I walk in and not a hi, not a hello, doesn't get up and shake my hand. He says, nice holiday bowl. And I'm like, wow, I'm really gonna like this guy. And, and we are still to this day, like 28 years later, we're, you know, we're, we're best friends. And uh, he has been an incredible influence on me in, in so many different ways. And, and I think he would probably say the same of me, but just you know, all the way through like the challenge of the pandemic, he was the one I was on the phone with, you know, hey, you got to help me through this. And he was doing the same for me. When I was a principal, um, I moved from being an assistant principal to being a principal in the same building. So, Domino Which is effect, another right? story oh, all man. in yeah. itself. Yeah, it is. That's a whole separate episode. <laughs> that might yeah. be a whole podcast it in is, and of itself. It is, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah. 40 feet down the hallway. Should have been 400 miles. Um, but when, when I took that job, of course, then that opened an assistant principal spot. And the first call I made was to Eric, you know, I'm like, hey, I don't know if you want to move to Wyoming or not, but I really need you on my team. And he did, he, he moved up there for two years and uh, was an assistant principal and athletic director for me, did a fantastic job. Um, but just, yeah, through the course of our life, I mean, that's another one, that intersection, maybe not the nice holiday bowl day, but you know, a, a few days further down the road, that's one that has made a difference uh, in me because he's somebody that, you know, still to this day, you know, when I, you know, hey, what's, you know, what are you struggling with? What are the challenges? Um, he's the first to share with me, you know, hey, here's, here's something you should think about, you know, here's wow. that kind of thing. And again, there's, there's tons of them, um, but uh, I'll just probably roll with, with those two for right now. So talk to me a little bit about curating and cultivating your story so you can amplify mm-hmm. your voice. And I know you've got the publishing, you've got the the speaking engagements, you've got your podcast, you've got all of these different things to amplify your voice, your story. What's the the best advice that you can give to others who maybe aren't wired like you and I to write blogs or write books or do mm-hmm. podcasts, but what's your what's the best advice you got for them to 
to share their voice and their yeah. story and why it's important? Well, I think first and foremost, you got to be clear about about what you value. Um, that's true, you know, as as a building level principle. You better be clear about what you care about, what you expect, you know, you know what you're going to be looking for. And the same thing is true, you know, when when you're going to tell your story. You know, what do you really care about? You know, don't don't try to, you know, replicate what somebody else is doing. You know, don't don't create another one minute walk to work. That's Joe's thing. Okay? Even though he's not going to be doing it anymore. You know, that's you know, find what really fits who you are and what you care about. And then show up, you know, and you don't have to show up every single week or, you know, every single day. I mean, don't try to match my media calendar. Good God, I can't match my my media <laughs> calendar. You know, I mean, one podcast a week plus usually a mid-month, you know, release and a blog every week and on and on with social media and it's not about the frequency, it's about the consistency. So whatever your message is, just work on getting clear about it. You know, we have, we have a brand new author with, uh, with Roe Dawson, several, but one that, that jumps to mind, um, a uh, superintendent uh, by the name of uh, um, uh, Brandy Kelly. And, you know, Brandy's thing is all about lead with hope and hope is an acronym. And you know what, we've told Brandy, I mean, it's gonna be a, a good year before her book's released, but in the meantime, you need to really lean into what hope really means and, and help people get some clarity around that and just show up on a regular basis. You know, whether that's jumping on a Twitter chat or, you know, posting something once a month on your social media, just one, maybe it's Facebook, maybe it's Insta, whatever, you know, threads, by the way, I'm on threads now, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm on threads now. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's the same thing, just with a different logo. Um, but uh, whatever it is, just show up consistently. You know, wow. I, I think that's, man, if you, if you want to build, you know, if you want to build that, that following, that, and, and that's not the right word, because following is, that, that's, that, that doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Right. How many people are following you, don't get caught up in that. Um, it's the same thing I tell people who speak, like in conferences and that kind of stuff. Don't worry about how many people you have in the room. Make sure you have the right people in the room. You know, if it's five people, that's fine. And that's take advantage of the time that you have with exactly. them. Exactly, yeah. Make an impact with them. So, yeah, you don't, you don't have to show up every single day. You don't have to, you know, um, try to come up with something that is just brilliant. Man, when I wrote, when I wrote the first version of Road Dawson, Man, I thought, Jay, I thought it had to be like this magic formula for leadership. And oh my God, I struggled with it so much. And somebody finally just told me, uh, it was our, our mutual friend, PC, Dr. Phil Campbell. He said, Darren, just tell your stories. And so, so I'll pay that piece of advice forward as well. You know, when, when you're thinking about how am I going to show up on whatever consistent, tell your stories. Just tell your stories because that's what hooks people. They want to hear, like, the human connection. They want to know, yeah. you know, what, you know, what, what, what have you been doing, or what, you know, what are you doing to impact lives? Don't think you have to have some magic formula because if there was a magic formula in leadership, we'd have already discovered, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Well, and I, I mean, I think you you bring up a good point here about because um, it isn't about the followers. It isn't about you personally. It's about the the lasting impact that you want to leave on others, and so. Um, when you when you talk about um, telling your story and like y you might think that you're not a very good storyteller at all it doesn't matter 
if people can find themselves in a story that you're telling and can relate to it, I mean, that's the basis of connection. And to be honest with you, I think it's a lot about what is missing in today is there's, there's not enough listening to other people's stories to say, oh, we have more in common than bald heads and school administrators. You know, we, you go. we've got we've got we've got a whole bunch of, of things in common. And so, um, where where can people get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Darren M. Peppered on all of the social media platforms. I've made it real simple. Um, the website is RoadToAwesome.net. Um, those those are the two easiest places to find me. If you want to check out the podcast, it's Leaning Into Leadership. It's on every platform i think pretty sure it is yeah on every platform and uh yeah just go to the website um or you know hit me on social media um every page on the website has a contact us so just you know click on that or like i said just just hit me on social media so i'm always around that's awesome man i can't yeah. believe that we have waited two seasons to finally say uh, partially was scheduling faux pas on both yeah. of our parts but that's true Dude, this is this has been awesome. I, I, I wanted yeah. you like on one of the first episodes, but I'll take I'll take sex and seasons because uh, you are uh, you're not gonna you're a humble person. I know this about you. You're not gonna say it about yourself, so I get to say it for you at the end of the podcast. But uh, you're inspiring, man. I you know I've I've come to you on a multiple uh, multiple occasions. Appreciate everything that you have poured into me. I feel like I'm a better leader because of the advice uh, that you provided. I mean, we caught up at an ASCD conference when oh, I was yeah. in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and just had a, had a chat about those things. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I am thankful for the, uh, the, our intersections crossing. So yeah. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Head on over to the website, ownyourepic.blogspot.com. Check out uh, the previous podcasts, and hey, pick up a copy of, your, of the book. And so we will see you next time on the Own Your Epic Podcast. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. To find out more about Own Your Epic, check out my website at ownyourepic.blogspot.com where you can purchase my book or subscribe to all the latest blog and podcast updates. Until next time, own your epic and share your voice and your story. It matters and can make a difference in the lives of others.